Get ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez. Amy is a devoted wife and mother with a passion for Jesus and a heart for those with shattered lives. She's an inspirational speaker, author, and teacher who humbly bears the scars of a broken life to reveal the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Amy's desire is for you to walk in wholeness and live in victory. Now, here's Amy Elaine Martinez. Hey friends, welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez, and on today's show, we're just going to be chatting it up with one of my local friends, Nicole Carey. I'm so glad that you've joined us for today's show because I think you'll be encouraged by our conversation. I hope you'll be better equipped for an authentic life of real victory. Last week, we had Kristen Funston on the show talking about her new book, More for Mom, Living Your Whole and Holy Life, and you can listen to any of the previous episodes of Real Victory Radio at amyelaine.com. Would y'all do me a huge favor? And after you listen in on SoundCloud or YouTube or over at um, iTunes, would you just leave a review? Tell us what you thought about the show. It really helps other people to find the show. And we want as many people to find it as possible. So while you're on the website, you can also check out the Victory Movement. That is a place where you can help us. We are listener supported, and we would love for you to join us with a one-time or a monthly gift to help keep Real Victory Radio on the air. By joining the Victory Movement, you can help others be encouraged to live the victorious life of Christ. I am so excited about having my friend Nicole Carey on the show today. Nicole and I worked on staff together at The Rock in Castle Rock years ago, and I think it's been like eight years since then. I was the director of women's ministries for a while over there, and we've recently kind of reconnected, and um, I just love her heart for Jesus, and I love what she's doing, and so I was like, hey, come chat with me on the radio today. So, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. What an honor. I am so glad you're here. Would you tell me a little bit about, you know, just you, your family, whatever, and also tell us about, I I think you have a blog. I do. (laughs) I'll get to that. (laughs) Yeah, um, I'm married. My husband, Andy, and I live in Castle Rock with our girls. Um, I've been a preschool pastor for the past 10 years, and then the Lord called me out to do something completely different. And I realized that preschool ministry had prepared me for this next season. Um, so yeah. Um, so yes, I started a blog because I really felt like he was calling me to write. And I, and, and I saw when I was pursuing with the name, um, I just heard the name naked time with Jesus, naked time with Jesus. Yes. Naked time with Jesus.com. So. All right. Well, we're going to talk about that. That is very interesting. How in the world did you land on that as a name for your blog? Because I know everybody's ears perked up with that. I know. My girls' are ears perked up, and they're like, you cannot do a blog with that name. I'm like, yes, I can. How old are they? They're uh 19 and 14. Okay. So they're so, like, yes, they're like, yes, they were, they were, they like, don't use our names. Don't, you know, we don't want any part of this, but they've embraced it as, as I've been walking through it. So, um, naked time with Jesus came out of this place of working with preschoolers. I mean, honestly, it was, it was the innocence of children. And when you think of toddlers, their favorite time of the day is the time between the bath and the bedtime. When you say, okay, go get in your room. And they run through the halls, squealing in sheer delight. Naked. Naked. <laughs> so it was naked time with Jesus. So that's so that's how it all came about. And um, it's about being real and about being living life authentically 
so that our 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 struggles can become a testimony for someone else. Ooh, I love that. We always talk about being real and authentic on the show. One of the questions that everybody gets to answer on the show is where have you found the greatest or most victory in your life? And it doesn't have to be right now. It can be at any point. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about that. I'm like, you know, there I've had, I celebrate the little victories. Um, and honestly, when I look back, the biggest victory that I've seen is just this intimate relationship that I've developed with Jesus. And I love that. I love being that he's so part of my day, so part of who I am, that it's 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 easy and it's it's effortless. So I would say that is a major victory because like when I said when I look back, it it's like, wow, I can't believe I've gone from here to here already. So So it's been a big change. It has been a major change. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later in the show. I love the words that you used, the everyday and the easy and effortless. Like, he just wants us to be with him. Yeah. Just like the kids running down the hall naked, just excited to be with him and enjoy his presence. And we're going to talk about those things. One of the things that I really wanted to talk about today as I was getting ready today, I just thought this question popped in my mind, and I want to talk about finding your identity in Christ. A few years ago, a friend of ours, another pastor over at The Rock, Pastor Sylvia, gave me some great insight. She said, Amy, before you can step into your calling as a mother in a spiritual sense, you know, um, in leadership, and it was when I was stepping out into public ministry, she said, Amy, you have to learn how to be a daughter first. And I was like, oh, wow. She said, that will be the key to fully walking in your calling with God. So really knowing my identity as a daughter in Christ and knowing who I was with him. Tell me about how being a daughter of the king for you has really made a difference. Wow, that is that. I love Sylvia. And um, yeah, that's yeah, that's the truth. Um, I think a lot of times as Christians, we we hear those words that we we are God's children, but we don't really walk in that authority and what that means. And to think that we have a seat at the table, like uh, Psalms twenty three, it says, you know, you prepare a, a feast before me in the presence of my enemies. Yeah, I mean, what a way to do battle! You sit there and just feast on God, and and the enemy sound, sits there dumbfounded because it's and it's learning that we have a place. It's been given to us because of our adoption into God's family and that everything that Jesus has, has been given to us. That's such a wild thought to think, oh my gosh, he has everything. He is the heir to the kingdom and every part of that is ours. ours. We get to walk in that authority. And to walk in that authority and to, I mean, it takes, it takes a revelation. It can't just be so much of the time. It's just head knowledge that we, yes, that's what the scripture says, but do we truly walk that out? And that's been huge for me is to really, that's been revelational for me. It's like, wait, I am a daughter. I am already, I'm already accepted. I, despite my flaws, despite whatever is going on in my life, I am accepted. I am beloved. He chose me first. That, that scripture just floors me that before God said, before God's even said a word that we were already on his heart, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's in Galatians or I'm not sure. I'm not good with references. But. That's okay. Sometimes we don't know where stuff is in the Bible, and sometimes we just go with it. But we so know it's in there. It is. He does talk like, about that. Yeah, and he says he chose us. Everything he did with is with us in mind. Mm-hmm. And that just blows my mind. 
So before the foundation of the before world, before the foundation of the world, he already knew our days our, and had them planned out. He'd already yeah. chosen us. I love that. Yeah, and and to realize that we are accepted, it's 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 just it it's mind blowing. There are no words to explain just how beautiful. And when you when it actually hits your heart and becomes revelation. It changes everything. I love there's um, in the Passion Translation, Dr. Brian Simmons uses that that uh, revelation light to talk about how God reveals himself to us so often. And I love how it really is. It takes you said it takes a revelation that it, it, it moves from our head to our heart and it really embraces us with the Holy Spirit, letting him speak into our lives, tell us who we are and reveal to us who we are in Christ, but even more than that, reveal to us the, the way that he sees us. Yeah. I love that. Me too. (laughs) I love it so much. All right. One of the things that we talked on the phone this past week, and you said that you were learning to be present in his presence. Yeah. So present, like being all there in the presence of God. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, It goes back to that word, Selah. Um, and I love the way the Passion Translation just, um, interprets it is his pause in his presence. He's really just been impressing on me that it's time It's time that we just, when things are coming at us, like, for instance, I had something, we had a ex, couple extra bills come up, to, up and uh, I thought I was getting, I could feel myself getting kind of frustrated and like, this is not what we're supposed to, we're not supposed to battle this. And, and I'm like, I just need, I just need to get away and refocus on what he, what the Lord is saying to me, mm-hmm. because I knew it was the enemy just saying, oh, you know, you stepped out wrong. You know, this is the wrong timing. This isn't God. And and I'm like, no, 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 no. What is God's truth? And so it's learning to be present and fully there, fully engaging that moment with Jesus where you say, Lord, what do you say about me? What do you, what's the truth about this circumstance I'm facing? That's good. And just realizing that it doesn't matter. The future doesn't matter because me, I'm per, I've, I'm a high strategist. And so for the first time ever, I don't have a backup plan. Oh, wow. I, I didn't have, I, my backup plans had backup plans where I was having, okay, plan A, B, C through double Z kind of thing. And the Lord asked me to step out again. And I'm like, I, was like, I said, God, I don't understand what you're doing. I thought this was the destination. I thought we're being involved in women's ministries was the destination, but it wasn't. It was a sidestep, and I see how gracious God was in allowing me to do that. And he says, you haven't surrendered everything. And I was like, what, have, what haven't I surrendered? I've given my, my job, my, you know, everything. He's like, you haven't surrendered your hopes and dreams, Ooh. and you haven't surrendered your future. And I'm like, I said, it's yours. I just want to live open handedly so you can take whatever you want mm-hmm. and you can, you can take it away anytime because I recognize that it's yours. Every good gift is from above and everything I have, everything I am is yours. And so just living that life surrendered and being fully present in the moment with Jesus and being aware that he hasn't left. He hasn't, he hasn't abandoned me. He's with me even in the struggles so that's what being present in the presence is. It's that Selah moment that's like Selah. David had it when he was like when enemies were coming against him and he was Lord smite them, please. 
you know, he's a ball of emotions in, in the Psalms. And, and then you see Selah. And then all of a sudden he says, but God, this is what you say. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to trust you in that. And so that's what I've learned. I'm, le- I'm learning. It's a process. I'm learning to be present in his presence. That's really good. How would you say that that there are some practical ways to do that? Because that is hard to do. It is. Yeah, because I'm a wife. I'm a mom. And when I had when I was working at the church, you know, I had the ministry aspect, too. And, um, you know, I just had to I had to get away. Um, I think there's three things. We need to maintain a childlike sense of wonder. That's good. I love, I love that. Like in Ephesians one, four through six says, and he chose us to be his very own joining us to himself. Even before he laid the foundation of the universe. There it is. There it is. Uh, because of his great love, he ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with unstained innocence. It's maintaining that childlike wonder. When you think about the creator of the universe, the master that created this beautiful masterpiece says i want to i want to have a relationship with you you can't help but be overwhelmed with wonder yeah and that and just stay amazed in that place and so and then we need to boldly approach him as his children because children they don't they don't approach their parents you know i can't remember how many times my kids mom 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 <laughs> you know constantly interrupting because they know that they they can talk to you anytime yeah you know when we boldly approach his throne like it says in the bible we we have that right yeah we can and we don't we can just come like children saying daddy papa i need this or i want this or hey what do you have to say about this yeah exactly and that's i like that one and it's like just realizing that we once again we have that authority we have that right yeah. to approach him as his children that goes back to being the daughter of the king it, it too. does yeah what did you have one more yeah and then All right and then just let go because in in hebrews 12 1 it says as for us we have all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds so we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin so we that we so easily fall into then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination for the path that has already been marked out before us. And and it's that being naked, it's this is kind of where the whole naked time with Jesus came from. It was like that I stripping everything away, realizing that he embraces us in our shame. If we feel our unworthy to come before him, realizing that's our own head speaking to that's that's the enemy telling us you're not good enough you're 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 not gonna make it you know you're gonna oh you failed in that area but you know jesus just says come he doesn't say get yourself all prettied up you know don't bring your baggage leave it at the door he says just just come just come just come yeah i liked when we were talking this week you said taking off all that weighs us down and letting god do the deeper work in our lives because when we get vulnerable and real with Jesus, that's where he does his best heart work. Absolutely. And our responsibility is to bring it to him and go, Lord, I'm willing to work with you. Please show me there's areas in my life that I, I didn't even realize that I was, I had these like hangups, these, these hang, these things that were just these obstacles that were causing me to um, live a life 
other than in full abundance. And so when I realized what he was asking me to do, I'm like, Lord, I want to partner with you in that because mm-hmm. I love that. I told somebody the other day, I said, I love the discipline of God because the discipline of God is like nothing else. It is. And it's so, because when we think of discipline, we think of negative, negative, <laughs> negative. And so, but the discipline of God always leads us to repentance where we, we want to repent. We're like, Oh my gosh, daddy, I didn't know that hurt your heart. Mm. Yeah. I want to, yeah. How that's that childlike that? reference yes. again. Yes. So maybe that's another way that we can, you, you had three ways, childlike sense of wonder, boldly approaching him yeah. like a child, asking for what you need, uh, letting go. And then that fourth one of actually showing up and, yeah. and our responsibility of our part being partnering, being partnering. That's not a word. <laughs> um, partnering with God to yeah. Do what he wants us to do yeah, and yeah. let him speak into our lives. Yeah. I love that. And I love that, that, you know, childlikeness is often so criticized and kind of like, okay, don't be wait, a child, wait, don't be a child, but that's what the key, that's maturity in the kingdom of God is, is recognizing not childishness, yes, but childlike. Yeah, there's a big difference between being childish and becoming a child and approaching God in that way. So I love that. Uh, One of the other things that we talked about was, you know, just like, you know, we're sitting in his presence and sometimes it's really uncomfortable. It's like hard to sit there. But something happened when you began to sit down with the Lord. You said that years of of mindset from growing up like a religious spirit and things like that were just taken off of you even though it's a little bit uncomfortable to sit with him he does such a beautiful work there that we that we want to learn how to sit there yeah I don't know what you want to say about that that's Um, really a question but yeah no when I began I just remember my first encounters with with the Lord we would be dancing in the throne room and it it was almost like a father-daughter kind of a thing and and then they kind of changed over a period of time until I could Sense that he was saying, I want you to come sit with me in his chambers. And I'm like, ah, no, 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 I'm not going there. Um, I can talk to you from a distance. I'll stand in the doorway and we can chat. We can talk about whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But he was inviting me in. And until I finally surrendered and I could feel Jesus embracing me and saying, this is, he had me read Song of Songs in the Passion Translation. I love that. Uh, Me too. (laughs) And he said, he said, this is what I say about you. This is what, this is who you are. One of my favorite verses from that says, let me tell you how I see you. Yeah. You are thrilling to me. And I don't remember the rest of it, but I'm just, you know, he sees us as his darlings. I mean, he sees us so through eyes of love. Yeah. So he was just inviting you yeah. in to sit in that space. Yeah. Even though you were uncomfortable, yeah. you finally did go sit with him. Even the Shulamite. I know you have. I have sat <laughs> with him. And, and, uh, and the Shulamite even says, you know, I'm dark like the tents. You know, mm-hmm. she was seeing her unworthiness and that's what I was seeing. And I'm like, you don't want to sit with me. You really don't. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm messed up. I'm, I've got flaws. You, and you know what he says? He says, but darling, you are so yes. lovely to me. And that yeah. in the passion translation, I love the song of songs, passion translation, because it really does make it so conversational, just being with God and yeah. letting him speak to those, those deep wounds in us so that he can heal us. Yeah. And, and he wants to be with us. Yeah. And that's really what healed me. I mean, it broke off all those religious mindsets. I had been discerned. I had been, I've always had a discerning spirit, but it was actually judgment, you know, mm. you know, like, and I call calling it discernment. But once I had a revelation of him and his love for me, 
that the discernment became now I can see gold in other people. And so I can call forth the gold in them. I love that. I think some of the, one of the best ways that you can be a friend of someone is to see things in them that maybe they can't see for themselves and call it out of yeah. them because God uses other people to do that in our lives. And he, you know, to call out those things before we can even see them sometimes yeah. before we've recognized them or before we'll acknowledge them. Really. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. So I'm always saying that. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love everything. Don't y'all love Nicole's heart? I do. She just is such a breath of fresh air. And our conversations about Jesus make me want to know him more. And I love that about you. See, I love that. I love you too, Amy. Gosh, before, you know, we're going to close in prayer in a few minutes. So think about how Holy Spirit wants us to pray today. But before we close and before we get on with the show, I want to thank our sponsor. Today's show was sponsored by Sonic Inspection Corporation. Sonic Inspection Corporation helps maintain the integrity of commercial buildings. They are a non-invasive commercial fire sprinkler inspection company delivering code compliant inspection services for all commercial facilities. If you're a building owner or a facility manager, maybe you're married to one, you need to know more about Sonic Inspection Corporation, you can reach them at 303-308-3000 or go to their website at sonicinspection.com. We love our sponsors. Also, please go look at the webpage, uh, mine, amyelaine.com, and check out the Victory Movement because we can't do this without you. We so appreciate your support and prayers, and we just ask you to look at that, see if that's something that you want to do. And we're going to go ahead and close in prayer. Did you have something in mind that you felt like really wanted to pray about today? No, I just felt like um, one of the biggest things is, is the unworthiness and shame. And so I just want to encourage everyone that's listening that there's nothing that Jesus can't handle. There's nothing, there's nothing too big for our God. Mm-hmm. He's the God of the impossible. And so let's pray just for that. Be, yeah, let's, let's, let's do. Okay. All right. You want to start? Sure. So Lord God, we, Father God, we love you so much. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus. And we just, Jesus, I just ask right now that you would just love on the listeners today. God, I just break off all shame and condemnation that tells them they're not enough. They're not good enough. They never will be. Those are lies, Jesus, because you call us overcomers. You call us, you call us your own. You call us beloved. So God, I just ask that everyone just receives an impartation of your love today in your precious name. Amen. Father God, we do. We ask that you would be with the listeners, that you would help them to get to that secret place with you, to get to that Salem moment with you and to be able to just pause in your presence to sit with you. And hear what you have to say over them. Lord, in Zephaniah 3.17, you say that you sing over us, that you sing songs of deliverance over us. And I'm hearing that today. I'm asking that you would deliver the listeners from the shame and the guilt, condemnation, whatever it is that is holding them back from really entering that space with you. Lord, we just ask that you would meet them there and that it would be sweet. And we thank you for what you're going to do. I just... I can't thank you enough for what you've done and how you want a relationship with us so much. You are so good to us. And we just thank you for who you are and what you're going to do. And we just we just love you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. We've got about two minutes left. Do you have a favorite Bible verse that you'd like to share with us? Um, 
Mm -hmm. I know I'm putting you on the spot. I know, right? (laughs) I really love the verse that talks um, in Song of Solomon, uh, Song of Solomon, Song of Songs, um, that talks about how he sees us and how he really is so thrilled with us. He says, just one look ravishes my heart. And that's how he looks at us. He sees us and he sees love. Yeah. And he wants us to come and meet with him. I love that. I do too. One of the, um, I'm sorry, I'm looking it up right now. That's all right. I, is in Psalms. Uh-huh. I love Song of Songs. Oh my gosh, I love I love leading women through that. I just I just facilitate honestly mm-hmm. because God does such a transformation through that whole finding themselves in the journey, and it's beautiful. Um, but it's it's Psalms uh, five. Oh my gosh, that's one of my favorites. I love Read it that. real fast. I'm trying to find it. Oh, Psalms 5.3 says something about meeting him in the morning. Yeah. Each and every morning, at each and every sunrise, I will bring yeah. the pieces of my life and lay them on the altar, altar. before you and wait for your fire to, to fall. fall. That's it. Yes. All right, y'all, we are going to close out with that today. So take your stuff to the altar. Let God's Holy Spirit Amen. fall upon it and just create a passion for more of him. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us oh, today, Nicole. Having- And thank you for listening to Real Victory Radio. We hope you were encouraged and equipped by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez. Please go to amyelaine.com to find out how to receive Amy's resources, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. You can also listen to podcasts and see where Amy will be speaking. Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. They depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to amyelaine.com for ways you can partner with Amy in reaching listeners with the power to walk in wholeness and live in victory. Please tune in again next Saturday at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez.